I used to have a phobia as a child that would enter my dreams at night and create hellish nightmares. I had a phobia that dolls were alive and they had souls, evil souls, that were hell-bent on murdering me in sadistic ways with their little plastic fingers and pretty mouths with rows of sharp teeth. And I am not the only one that had or has a doll phobia. Pediophobia is the unwarranted, irrational, and persistent fear or worry of dolls. It is estimated by psychiatrists that about 40% of individuals have this phobia at some level. More than 80% are estimated to have a minor phobia to dolls in which they simply say they are creeped out by their hollow stares and their eternal smiles. The doll figures in Puppet Master, Chucky, Annabelle, and many other movie dolls have ingrained this fear into children and adults alike. But what if that fear, that anxiety we get when we feel creeped out by something, is actually real? In Japan, there is such a doll that invokes this fear and anxiety to all that see it because inside its inanimate body lies the spirit of a dead girl. This is Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 5, Episode 9, Okiku, The Haunted Doll. In 1918, a 17-year-old boy by the name of Akichi Suzuki purchased a doll for his two-year-old sister, Okiku, as a souvenir while visiting Sapporo on the Japanese island of Hokkaido for a marine exposition. The doll itself was rather large, around 40 centimeters tall, and clad in a traditional Japanese kimono. Its eyes were made of dark black beads set within the lifelike porcelain white face, and the black hair is a traditional style, cut shoulder length. Ikichi immediately knew his sister would love and care for this doll, and he bought it with all of his savings. The overjoyed little girl was so smitten with the doll, she played with it every day. When asked the name of the doll, she oddly gave it the name of Okiku, the little girl's very own name. The two were reportedly inseparable and went everywhere together, until tragedy struck the following year, and Okiku fell gravely ill. The little girl soon died from complications of severe influenza and fever, and the mourning family placed her beloved doll in a family altar in memory of their daughter. Three weeks after the little girl's funeral, the family noticed something odd about the doll placed on the altar. The jet black hair of the doll, which had originally been cropped to about shoulder length and with neat ends in the traditional style, started getting longer day by day, and the ends of the hair became random and haphazard in length in contrast to the straight cut it had been previously. Before long, the hair had grown all the way down to brush against the doll's knees, which caused the rather alarmed family to conclude that Okiku's spirit had somehow inhabited the doll. Even when the doll's hair was trimmed, it soon grew back inexplicably and always stopped at around the knee length. In 1938, the Suzuki family needed to move to a different part of Japan and did not want to discard the doll, nor did they want to move it very far in fear that the spirit of the little girl would be lost. They consulted with the priest of the Minenji Temple and explained the doll's unusual qualities and situation. The priest agreed to take the doll and soon was able to see for himself that indeed the doll's hair continued to grow, 
Trimming the hair became a regular chore at the temple, and soon pictures of the doll with hair at various lengths were adorning the shrine where it was kept. The unusual shrine to a doll at a temple grew curiosity seekers, and the doll was soon a primary fixture at the temple. Those interested in the paranormal aspect asked to inspect the doll and noted that the hair upon its head was indeed human, and that for some unknown reason, it was growing. Skeptics claimed the whole ordeal was an elaborate hoax, and the story was simply made up, and that the temple was simply encouraging the public to visit. Today, you can still see the doll on the altar with flowers and candles surrounding it. The hair, still, mysteriously grows and needs to be trimmed. It stands motionless in a small box, staring back at visitors with its dark eyes. Thank you for listening to Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or your other favorite podcast directory, and subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, join us on Facebook to enhance this episode with photos, illustrations, and lively discussion. Look for our suggested links, and do share this podcast with others. Perhaps you or someone you know will have a solution to this mystery. This podcast is created by Cold Rasta Studios and includes music and sound effects by John Savoy, Albert Ray, Gerardo Garcia Jr., Rana Szilard, Madia Cupelli, Alex Lisi, Martin Kahlberg, and Adrian von Ziegler.